Hello. Hello. And welcome to this emergency episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast discussing the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And my name's Alex. And today we are bringing to you an emergency podcast episode because we feel some news has come out in the last couple of days. People are up in arms about it. And so we thought it's only right for us to hop on the pod and Mm -hmm. uh, give our kind of half five pence on the matter. Please, 500 pence. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. It's been a tumultuous <laughs> couple of days. I think we'll all agree. People have been going wild on Twitter, Facebook. Gosh, I've deleted them both. It's just not worth all the, it. All the, all the platforms. Yeah. yeah. Insanity. Of course, we are talking about uh, the fact that a couple of days ago, um, the BBC made announcements that it was going to be acting. Uh, the BBC singers Mm. entirely so that's 20 salaried singer positions lost and alongside that there was going to be a 20% reduction cut in the BBC Concert Orchestra the BBC Symphony Orchestra and the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra Um, yeah so I mean I think it goes without saying that this is sad news Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. you know these are sad times and I think from our perspective, we're going to talk more about the BBC singers because as two singers, we're kind of more involved in the in the vocal world. Um, but obviously, I think our hearts go out to everybody, the, the instrumentalists that are affected by these cuts because, Lord, is it tough to get a salaried orchestral position in this country. I've no doubt these people are beside themselves, I imagine, at this moment in time. And we know that there are discussions taking place in relation to these cuts. Maybe it's not going to happen, but... You know, with the with the current information we have, yeah, we're just saying our thoughts go out to you, those in the in the orchestral sphere. It also seems like quite a surprise announcement. No one seemed to be warned for it in any way. I don't know whether, obviously, it's been in the pipeline for ages in the BBC world. I don't know. There was no sort of softly, softly about it, was there? From what I read about it as well, everybody, as in like the BBC singers and the people in the orchestra, were informed on the same day as the press release. So there was yes. So there was no. <laughs> There was no time for people <laughs> for people to become accustomed to the information. There was no kind of sensitivity around the issue. Yeah, it all just came out in like one horrendous fireball. Um, I, I don't know why. Yeah, why aren't we learning from our mistakes, people? Come on, it's it's it's, it's ENO so, Mark Two. It's so inhumane. Gosh, wow. It's yes, all... it is. It is. I was actually thinking of piano cruises, but it's all of these things. ENO, piano, ABC, whatever, BBC. Oh, they're all three. There we go. It's the conspiracy. Okay, we've nailed it. That's fine. Yeah. So as we were saying, it's sad, and I think we wanted to just pick up on a few of the things that make uh, the BBC singers a unique ensemble in this country, if you will. Um, and I think starting off something that's really important to recognize is that the BBC singers alongside the performance work they do alongside the recording work they do they also do a huge amount of education and outreach work Mm -hmm. they are regularly out in in schools working with young children getting them interested in singing getting them or just for the first time having you know some children listen to choral singing you know it's it's not something I I would say that everybody's kind of got on the radio all the time so a lot of it's kind of raising awareness of ensemble singing and then encouraging young children to kind of see whether this is something they like doing do Mm, they want to join mm -hmm. a choir is it something they want to take more seriously than that and I just think we need to recognize that up until this point the BBC Singers was a structured institution that had a huge amount of outreach work supporting its performance work and to lose that 
is a real, real shame. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of what people have been saying on Twitter and blah, 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 is, is to do with that and saying, you know, it was because of the BBC singers that, you know, I got into choral music in the, in the first place and, you know, and look at my career now. It's because of seeing them when I was younger and being able to be part of them and sing with them as a kid or whatever for their educational outreach program. So, yeah, I agree. That's probably the most sad thing in my opinion that's been lost and you know yes there are we'll come on to the fact that there are other choirs and things but having the bbc label immediately makes it like i don't know it's just it's not just a random a random thing with a random name attached to it it's like the bbc singers it's a nationally recognized institution that you know if if i was a kid who'd never heard of choral music before or classical music and it was like the bbc singers are coming to school today i'd be like cool i watch tv i like the bbc i'll go and see them and that's me as a kid you know fun um yeah do you know what i mean totally but i think it's also like a, a sign that this country values the singing you know what i mean it's not so like you're saying there it's not like uh the 16, a self-funded choir that's come up with its own name and here we go. It's like one of our major media institutions supports singing. And the kind of support that shows, especially if you're a young child and trying this thing out for the first time, I, I think is such a huge deal. So I think from an education perspective, it is such a shame. And I think kind of tied into that in a way. The other thing we were saying is such a disappointment is the BBC singers were really big on contemporary music you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they were working with some of the finest readers in this country and you know they also had this really fantastic commitment something that i was really happy to see this 50 50 split of composers between male and female so it was promoting music by well-known female composers unknown female composers and really kind of trying to diversify the the repertoire playing field and getting different contemporary music out there and i think for me because you were saying the education thing is the thing that's the saddest thing for you i would say from my perspective the contemporary music thing is the saddest mm -hmm. thing for me because i think you know it's going to be hard to find an ensemble that is able to recreate that level of kind of interest in contemporary music making and jonathan manners who was running the bbc singers you know he was saying the thousands and thousands of scores that he would receive from from composers across this country he would take the time and care to read every single one and it's like again the name bbc singers the prestige i think was the word i was thinking about the prestige that comes with that means people are applying because they've heard of these people they've heard of this scheme and they want their music sung by these people and yeah i just think that's going to be hard to recreate yeah, and I think obviously the the mere fact that they're a salaried choir and they're the only salaried choir, right? That were, that is still currently in this country for now. Um, to lose that, that means that all these singers are going to well lose a salary job. That's a huge deal. Most of us, most most musicians are freelance and struggling to you know mix everything and juggle portfolio career or whatever. And to have had the opportunity to be like, well. I'm a musician, but I'm lucky enough to have a salaried singing job in this country is so unusual and such a privilege. And yeah, to lose that is exceptionally sad. Yeah, I think that's isn't it? The security that comes with that. That's what I was worried about as well with the with the orchestral musicians, because mm -hmm. for most of them, they'll kind of have a contract tied to a specific ensemble. So if they're losing that job, well, they've just lost their 
their job. Exactly. And and yeah, it's, it's a similar thing here where you're you're losing that that level of security. And I think so. You know, we wanted to kind of mention a few things that are really unique and special about the BBC singers. Things that we're sad to see, you know, potentially be being lost at this time. And we wanted to briefly touch on the press release that the BBC kind of put out a couple of days ago when it mentioned all these cuts. And I think what we were worried about and we remain worried about is the fact that they are trying to make it sound like a positive and they are trying to positive. make Positive. Yeah, they're trying to make it sound like the axing of these jobs is a development in their artistic kind of strategy. And it's, um, you know, a forward thinking idea. And, you know, they're taking, okay, we're losing the BBC singers. But with that money, we're going to reinvest in, you know, education and, and getting young people singing and, and diversifying the, the kinds of uh, ensembles and, and music making that we support. And I just think... That the word agility, everybody kept talking about that, actually, because agility. they were saying that they, they were going to make a more kind of agile programme. And, you know, I, I kind of fully agree that, you know, the BBC singers could sight-read anything pretty much off the drop of a hat. And it's like, I don't think you could actually get more agile in, in terms of a vocal ensemble, in terms of their flexibility than the BBC singers. So, you know, to, to keep kind of hammering home that it's going to become more agile, I it just felt they'd kind of missed, missed the point really if if that makes sense and um i just think it's worrying and i am frustrated that well th- i think i'm this is something that frustrates me generally is when something bad is happening and people won't admit it's a bad thing you know i would rather they just kind of sat down and were like we're under immense pressure budget cuts are extreme we're having to lose money in x y and z and with that in mind you know we're saying all the best to the BBC singers and we're sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Rather than, here's our brand new programme and here's all the exciting things and here's how we're doing more and being more because it's like, well, I mean, that's not the case, is it? I agree. And yes, it's there There are ways to say the, the down news with a positive. It's like, yes, we're going to have to do these cuts, but this is what we're going to attempt to do. And I think I totally agree that it feels very um, W1A, all the language, like ensembles of the future, agile. It's like, it means to us reading that, it really means nothing. And to just spout that sort of... Uh, it's like corporate buzzwords. speak, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of... I don't know, for people, for musicians who really value these institutions, it's it's quite a slap in the face to be like, come on, you can't even like, maybe you haven't thought of a detailed plan yet for what the future is, but don't just, don't just like shove these words in our faces to try to trick us. It's so insulting, essentially, isn't it? Uh, just be honest about what's going on and say, we've had to make these cuts, we're not really sure what's going on, but this is what we're going to try to do. Surely that would be a much better thing to say, but what's said is said. I agree, and I also think, you know, the way it's been said is another reason why people are so angry, because the lack of respect that's being shown to the people that have, you know, given so much of their, their lives, their creative output to this particular institution, and yeah, it just feels like it means nothing. But of course, in jumping on this pod and doing this kind of emergency episode, I think it's important, you know, I know we're speaking to lots of perhaps slightly younger singers um, in terms of, uh, you know, the pod's outreach. And I guess we wanted to say it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. Um, And I think it's important that we come on here and remind you 
that there's still hope to be found or there's still ways of kind of not uh turning the situation around because this situation is sad but i think there are a lot of people out there that's like this signals the death knell of kind of classical music in our country and and this is the beginning of the end and you know if it's going this way now where will we be in three or four years time and fair enough if people have that opinion that's a, that's a you know it's mm-hmm. completely entitled to to have their own thoughts and opinions on things but i guess we just wanted to suggest a few ways of maybe how you can look at this information and maybe not catastrophize too hard perhaps yeah yeah Yeah. what do you reckon now how should we start well i think it's quite for me it's important to remember that despite losing the bbc singers there are a wealth of top class world class uh, vocal ensembles in the uk i mean i'm sure both of us could name 10 off the top of our heads without a problem there are so many um so yeah if you want to do choral singing ensemble singing there are still so many opportunities in this country yeah we've lost one and that's really crappy but don't forget the yeah the sheer volume of others and that Mm -hmm. is something that's actually exceptionally unique to the uk to have so so many top class ensembles all of whom you know are are making some of the the best music around so yes this is a gutting moment but don't feel like there aren't any opportunities because there still are opportunities yes there might be fewer but it doesn't mean it's all over just yet and i think alongside that as we've said that we're a bit concerned about the bbc's kind of statement and i suppose the one thing we also wanted to say was like i suppose we have to see what they do um because you mm-hmm. you know they're talking mm-hmm. about uh supporting other other outfits supporting education etc cetera, etc cetera. and yes i mean whether that actually happens remains to be seen however if it gives the chance for other ensembles or other groups of people to be championed by the bbc in terms of what they do I would be curious to find out what that looks like, the kind, the kinds of ensembles they would be working with. And, and maybe that's not the case and they're not going to work with any. Um, I don't know. But we were reading a bit and there was some speculation about whether the BBC were looking to kind of diversify a bit and, and mm-hmm. kind of change the, the kind of focus on, on a lot of their musical output uh, in order to engage different audiences. And if that is a name, then I don't really see how... I could be cross with that. I understand that. Yeah. And I suppose it's like, I believe that the BBC does have to serve the country as a whole. And and if if it's looking to kind of, yeah, like I say, focus on a different sector of the audience, then hey, so be it. Because at the end of the day, there will still be many, many people out there that absolutely love choral music. And there are still many, 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 many places for those people to get their fix of choral music and yes. from many fantastic institutions. And, you know, something that we've often said is in lots of these top tier ensembles, they're often made up of the same singers. So it's like, yes, yeah. it's it's sad to see the BBC singers go, but for, for lots of these singers, they will already be singing in all of these other you know, really high-ranking ensembles. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think it's that we're going to just all of a sudden have a complete dirge of, of high-quality music-making. I mean, I completely agree with what everyone's saying in that it's sad to lose a kind of n- nationally prestigious ensemble, but it doesn't mean we don't have 
excellent music making out there and available in the UK still. Exactly. I think it would be really great to see, like, let the BBC have their time and see whether they do do something interesting with diversifying their output. Because I guess, you know, it's it's not a criticism. It's just a fact, essentially, that choral music is very white. Um, and it's like, maybe the BBC is like, oh, if it's a nationally funded institution, maybe we're not serving the population as a whole. So yep. to have another very white institution performing very white music, maybe that's not what we want. So we're going to diversify and do these exciting projects. If they do that, that's really cool. And I look forward to seeing that because look at me, I'm an optimist now. (laughs) 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 Come on, we have to we have to give them a chance to be let's let's give them a chance. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I totally agree. And kind of staying on that optimist train then, I think it's what we wanted to say was if you're a person that received this news and it really kind of rung some alarm bells for you, in many ways, take this moment to ask yourself some questions. Okay, so if, mm. if you seeing that group go, were like, holy crap, you know, that's another potential career avenue that I was thinking about gone. Um, what are you going to, in many ways, yeah, what are you going to do about it? So um, if you're a person that's starting to think, okay, maybe this isn't working out for me the way I thought, uh, you know, the singing scene here in the UK isn't quite how I anticipated it. I'm not sure I'm enjoying this as much as I thought, X, Y, Z. You know, we've often talked about the portfolio career. Are there other elements of your multifaceted career that you can lean on that give you a sense of satisfaction, that give you some security that you can kind of hold on to at this time whilst maybe still seeing how some of the singing goes or maybe saying, I'm going to leave singing for a bit and I'll come back to it when I'm feeling like it's less in a truly terrible place. You know, those are options. Mm-hmm. Um if you're a completely, you know, another kind of person who sees this, feels that it's, you know, this this death knell for, for music making in this country, um, but you still really want to make music, then again, see, this is a big old sign. You know, if you want to get out to another country where perhaps music making is more creatively valued, give that, give that your time and research because it's worth seeing now, yes, <laughs> Brexit makes it harder, but it doesn't make it impossible. And no. like I say, I, I suppose I encourage you, young singer out there, if you're listening and you're feeling concerned, to take this as a moment to consider your choices and to mm-hmm. consider what your options are rather than just completely despairing. Because I think we all know how that feels. Uh, working in the arts, I think we often come across waves of despair where things just don't seem to be going in the right direction and we're all perfectly entitled to those moments and those feelings but can you take this moment and be like right okay it's bothering me why is it bothering me can I can I work that out and alongside that what what can I do about it I agree you know there's it's got not as a wake-up call per se but there are options always options you know at least work abroad is better paid (laughs) (laughs) so explore it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah positive options from this news that's what we're promoting yeah so alongside making positive choices um if you are feeling like this there's something you want to do in order to support the bbc singers um i have read a couple of people have written articles for publications kind of expressing 
they're upset at this situation. So I think if you if you want to put pen to paper and write something about how much these ensembles mean to you and get that out to your, you know, to the press, then I, I don't see what harm that could do. Um, if you're looking for something a bit quicker and shorthanded, um, there's a petition to save the BBC singers. We will pop a link to the petition in the episode description. Get on there and sign it. And um, who knows, you know, maybe in a few weeks time, this emergency episode will have no value because they'll have saved the BBC singers and they'll have saved... They're doubling the, the size bit. of it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, we wanted to hop on the pod, say that we are, you know sharing the the pain that the classical music industry is feeling at this time it's another blow and it's not an easy one to take but we want to encourage those of you listening that it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom if you if you can and we wanted to offer you some positive ways of reframing it if possible because it's not easy stuff we're here supporting everybody listening and um Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, if if you guys, of course, have any thoughts or feedback and you want to fire it back to the pod... Get in touch. How are they going to do it? Well, email us, definitely. Obviously, uh, it's where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com. We also have the website, of course, which is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. How else, Helen? We have our social media. We're on Facebook forward slash dressing room pod. We're on Instagram at dressing room pod. And we're on Twitter at dressing room PO1. Our TikTok is at dressing room pod. Um, keep your eyes and ears peeled. In the meantime, we're looking forward to releasing a few extra special episodes in the near future. We do. Thank you for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.